Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's 26th of October and I'm now going to run through the latest developments in the markets last week and also our thoughts going forward. Well, as far as last week's concerned, actually it was a relatively quiet week for global equities. Um, they're down um, around 0.4% or so, so nothing much. And to be honest, the story of the last couple of months is that markets have gone nowhere but with some, um, some volatility. We had that correction back in September, then a recovery, and then they've come off again in the last sort of couple of weeks or so. So where do we go from here? Well, our basic view is that for the next few weeks, couple of months, it's gonna be pretty choppy times for markets. Um, there's sort of various key uncertainties out there. And just to run through those, the key ones, which are sort of very much the focus of the markets at the moment, Number one is clearly what's going on with the secondary wave of infections um, and the localised social distancing measures and lockdown measures, which are now being introduced in UK and also in quite a few countries across Europe. And essentially, um, as yet, infections have not shown any signs of responding to these um, measures. Obviously, it's early days, but at least at the moment, infection rates continue to climb. Um, they're most pronounced this decline in the UK and Europe, but it has also to be said that even in the States, um, infection rates are now picking up again. And clearly this is going to have an impact on the recovery. Um, the global economic recovery was already showing signs of a slowing down prior to these latest measures. And we had the October um, business confidence numbers out last week. And essentially they showed uh, business confidence falling back a bit in both the Eurozone and the UK. They're actually in the States, um, um, in confidence actually continue to improve a bit. But as I've said, with infection rates um, continuing to climb in the States, I don't think they're out of the woods yet. But for the moment at least, um, the US economy is holding up rather better than uh, either the UK or Eurozone economies. Um, in the UK, we did have some good news on that front, and that was that um, the Chancellor beefed up his um, job support scheme, which replaces a furlough scheme at the end of this month. He beefed it up substantially, um, and that, and along with some additional measures to support businesses in t with Tier 2 restrictions and also the self-employed, these measures probably amount to sort of another 15 billion or so. So not a small number. But obviously this has to be put in context of the massive uh, budget deficit we're going to be running this year in the UK. Um, taking into account these latest measures, we're probably looking at a budget deficit approaching 350 billion. And that's, you know, 17% of GDP, um, you know, massive numbers compared to what you've seen prior to the crisis. Anyway, this is one big source of uncertainty for the markets, you know, how much damage the secondary spike in infections and these new lockdown measures are going to do to the recovery. Second thing which clearly remains um, centre stage um, for the markets is the US election um, next Tuesday. And Biden is still in the lead. He's got um, a 9% lead or so in the national polls. Um, according to the betting markets, um, it's two and three chance of Trump getting the presidency. Um, so very much he's still the favourite, but it has to be said, as we all know, um, given um, some of the key swing states, the race is still pretty tight. This is not yet a done deal. In terms of the way the market's looking at it, I mean, in a way there's sort of three 
you know, it's easier to split it into three possible outcomes. Number one is you get a clean sweep by the Democrats, so they take the presidency, they also take the Senate, which means that Biden would be able to implement a sizable fiscal stimulus. That's good news for growth. And as far as the markets are concerned, that's good news overall. So that's probably the most favourable outcome. Next, in a way, is sort of you get continued divided government. So possibly you get Biden winning the presidency, but the Republicans continuing to retain control of the Senate. So that means continued divided government and means the scope to implement any policy agenda is that much more limited. So that's sort of the second option, not as good as the first, but not disastrous. And then probably the worst option or outcome for the markets is if you've got a close and contested result, which would very much mean you've got a period of weeks, possibly, of uncertainty and rancour. Um, and I think that is definitely the, the outcome which the markets would dislike most, um, an unclear outcome, outcome on the third. Anyway, um, that's the US. That's the sort of second major um, source of uncertainty. Uh, the third one, we all know all too well, is Brexit. Uh, more problem for the UK than elsewhere, but we're still none the clearer what's going to happen. Um, talks were broken off 10 days ago, they're back on again. And all we really know is that, you know, we're reaching sort of crunch time fairly soon. Uh, but that, again, is clearly another source of uncertainty in the markets. One final thing which um, one can forget about um, is valuations. And I think valuations themselves are a sort of significant source of uncertainty for the markets at the moment. And this is just because um, in terms of, you know, what's been the driving factor behind the big swings in markets this year is valuations. So sort of prior to COVID, back in February, um, the global equities were trading on a price earnings ratio using two year forward earnings um, of around 17 times. It collapsed to 10 times um, in March at the lows and it's back up to 19 times now. And 19 times is actually a 20 year high. And in normal circumstances, you know, that very much sort of set the alarm bells going. 20 year high for valuations and you'd be underweight equities um, sure enough about it. But this time, um, I think things are rather different. And the key reason for saying that is that, obviously, as we all know, interest rates are super low. And actually, relative to bonds, equities are not particularly overvalued. So you've got a lot of support coming from that direction. But even so, I think you have to say at the end of the day, a 19 times PE, which is a 20 year high, is not leaving much room for error. So if the economy did start to deteriorate again, then sure enough, I'm sure you'd see valuations coming down and exacerbating the downward pressure on the markets. So just to wrap up, um, our basic view at the moment is that for the next few weeks, it is going to be a choppy time for the markets. You've got these sort of three, four key sources of uncertainty. Um, what's happening with the infections? What's happening with the US election? What's happening with Brexit? And indeed, what happens with valuations? But into the new year, on our sort of base case, and this still seems the most likely scenario, that we will start to see the rollout of vaccines, then things should slowly start to improve again, as people, as it were, start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and can see that eventually things will semi-return to normal. And once we get to that stage, then I think you can move out of this period of uncertainty, and equities should be able to see further gains. But that definitely is not where we are now. I think we've still got a few weeks of uncertainty and volatility ahead of us.
Okay, that's it for today, and I'll be back next week. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.